second thing I think about before I think about can I hire somebody is I say, do I enjoy this? Is there some other ancillary value I get out of accomplishing this task? Say you like mowing the lawn, right? right, right. Maybe it doesn't make sense. Maybe that's your peacefulness and you're listening to a podcast on Sunday mornings and you're learning and you're just out mowing the lawn and you love it. Yeah. That might not be the thing you should actually go ahead and outsource. Sure. Treading water is the same as drowning to people like you and me. You better start swimming. Welcome to I'm the One Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Green. What's up, Casey? How's it going, buddy? Good. How you doing? Good. It's been a few weeks, man. Yeah. It's been a, been a minute. Yeah. Life's going well, man. Just busy, yeah. dude. You know, kids in at school, activities. Oh, yeah. That school's back in. Traveling a little bit. Yeah. Where are you crazy, going? What are you man? doing? Uh, I was up in, um, I was in LA recently, going to Seattle this week, going to do a, a visit up to Amazon, do a Voice of the Seller meeting. So they, they're bringing a handful of sellers and oh, kind of okay. get the perspective of the seller. And uh, usually it's around a certain topic. Like this one is around um, some data and data analytics and data that they're providing to sellers. So um, can we see how our products are performing and what data they want to expose to us? Because they've got just tons of data and how we can utilize it. So we're just trying to help them and help them with their roadmap of what they're going to use. Oh, okay. So heading up there tomorrow to Seattle for that. Nice. How many days? Oh, just a quick flight. Uh, okay. Go up Wednesday, come back Friday. Oh, okay. So go to dinner and go to dinner with a few friends and then come back on Friday. Nice. So it'll be a good time. Weather's probably still all right up there. It's freezing. <laughs> I think it's like 52. Oh, oh that's we're in the it's November, like 50. Huh? Yeah, you forget because it's Never 80 mind. here, bro. Yeah. It's 80 here, so you forget all the time. But it's it's probably like 50 degrees for right high. Oh, dude, I got sweaters. Yeah, we got pack sweaters and jacket go. and stuff. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm freezing my butt off, dude. I just bought a couple of hoodies recently, and I'm like, where the hell am I going to use these? Dude, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to Seattle. Love hoodies. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I got. I can stay warm, bro. I'm freezing. I have so freezing. many hoodies, I'm like, I never get to wear these. I'm freezing up there. <laughs> I have so many sweaters now because I've been going to Seattle more the last couple of years. Yeah. And uh, I never wear them here. Like w- Once in a while, but yeah. I wear them all the time. If up, I, up there. I actually wore one this morning because I woke up, and it was like a little chilly in my house. Uh, I'm like, ooh, put a hoodie on because I'm like, Makes you feel good. <laughs> yeah, we got a we've got a Jeep uh, Rubicon, and we took the the top off this weekend. Yeah, uh, it was like seventy eight, and my wife was like, "Turn the heat on, turn the heat on in the Jeep." So we're driving with the roof off, and we had to turn the heat on. So um, people in the Midwest are like, "Dude, for real?" Oh yeah, we're a bunch of big babies out I here, know. dude. It's, I, I can't stand the I can't stand the cold now. Ah, I'm with you. So uh, want to talk about? Uh, I think we were talking the other day about some. Uh, Favorite phrases. I, I tend to like to keep phrases, and yeah. and I write them down. I put them in a note section of my phone. These are phrases that you come up with or that you hear? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know where the hell I get them all, to be honest with you. I mean, sometimes I hear them, and I oh, I stop, put it in my note section. I'm like, oh, I like that one a lot. Um, other times I'm talking to a friend, and they say it, something they, they really take to heart. But, I mean, I, I don't think I've created any of these off the top of my head. Okay. I mean, I think mo- maybe a couple of them, but but a lot hey, of just them. Just plagiarize. Just be like, yeah, oh, these, yeah. these are I, all mine. Hey, whoever <laughs> came up with it originally, dude, it's, uh, it's great. Good job. Yeah. I just don't know where to give a proper uh, credit to who because I don't know where the hell I heard it, to be honest with you. It just goes in the notes section, unless it was somebody famous that is uh, ascribed the co- quote. I, I, I don't even worry about it. I just put it in there and say, oh, I might borrow this and figure no, I love a way it. to put it, it in. So. I, I know one of them that we were talking about recently is, and that I love is that uh, I, you invite me to dinner, but I don't get to eat. Have you heard this one before? No, but that's rude. Yeah, it is rude. I think a little bit. I got it from a buddy of mine, <laughs> and uh, he said it to me in, in a former negotiation he had done, and then I borrowed it and used it back against him a little while later when him and I were negotiating. And uh, it's one of my favorites because I think it happens a lot in life whether it's in business or in relationships, right? Where it feels a little bit like you're you're going to be a true partner, 
but you're not really a partner. It's more of like a, a pseudo partnership, right? It's like you're, you're, you're involved. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, you're, you're I, involved. Like, hey, Casey, why don't we partner up on this? Um, and then you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna own point one percent, and I'm gonna own ninety nine point nine, and then but but we're partners on it. Does right, that seem reasonable right, to you? Right. So I mean that I think that that cliche is really hammered home to me. It's like, hey, if we're gonna do something, let's do it. And and, and it really has come to. I've, I've, we're in acquisition mode right now, so we're looking to uh, buy uh, some businesses right mm -hmm. now and some brands. And I've talked to a lot of these owners of these brands or, or and potential sellers. And what I've found is that they want me to come in maybe on a minority stake and, and take on like what they don't know how to do. Okay. The reality is what they don't know how to do is what really matters. That's why they're in the spot that they're in. Right. They're like, well, I've got the production down. I'm like, yeah, but the production's the easy part. Right. Like what you're asking for is the, they call it like the special sauce, the marketing, the, the distribution, how to actually sell on an e-commerce platform. And I'm like, but that is the business. Like, Making a product is relatively easy. It's the marketing and the and the sell through and the advertising. That's what makes a product oriented business. Sure. And so they view it as the minority, but it's really the majority of the value in the actual creation. Are you looking to come in and as equal partners, or are you looking just, or are they just really trying to chinch you down to? I mean, ideally, we want to buy the whole thing. Oh. I mean, we're we're looking to invest, but okay. ideally, we want to. We I mean, we would maybe in the right situation something that was really ideal fit. Maybe do like a 40% ownership or maybe 60%. But ideally, I'd love to find the right person with the right brand and the right business that's ready to move on Got, okay. and, and buy them out. Yeah. But we're not, we're not going to ever exclude any conversations. If it makes sense to have a conversation, sure. we'll have a conversation. But really, ideally, we'd like to buy the whole thing. Yeah. Um, unless they have some type of special uh, expertise that they don't. That we don't have, mm -hmm. that they want, and they want to stay on and maybe own twenty to thirty percent of the business, and they're like, "Hey, listen, I got, I've got this expert retail. We don't have retail expertise on the team. You know, I'm excellent. I can get any product into any, you know, any uh, chain there is. Yeah, okay, that's a value add, not just a, a monetary ownership. Keep them around. For sure, it. sure. So that that was that's one of my uh, favorite sayings okay. that I've been using more is is trying to figure out how to really involve and be fully uh, engaged with whatever that is. I think some people. Same thing with relationships. I, I've been married for, uh, I should know this number, 15 years <laughs> off the top of my head. 15 years. And uh, and almost 16. And with that, I mean, I, I see that in a lot of relationships when I used to date, right? It's kind of like halfway in. Mm -hmm. You're not, it's not, you know, you get invited to dinner, but you don't really get to eat. Right. It's not a full relationship on both sides. Sure. Maybe one is taking more than the other, and they're both not giving equally in that relationship. Yeah. That's so very typical. Okay. So then let me ask you. So how do you use that phrase? And how can others use this to help them in real life situations? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think you want to really understand and assess the situation a little bit deeper. Like it, and I think the best way to assess a situation is I think actions speak louder than words. Okay. Right. Sure. And I think that sometimes, and I'll use relationships as an example. Sometimes friendships even easier than you know romantic relationships. Friendships, sometimes people say they're your friend or they want to spend time and energy, mm -hmm. but they don't put forth the effort. Right. Right. It seems like, and not to be sexist here, because I'll probably get accused of this, but every woman I know says they want to have more women close friends, my wife included. Sure. Right. Every woman I know, everyone, and not that many, it's only a handful of women, but a handful of women say that to me, like, I want to have more close women friends. Yeah. And I'm like, and I say to my wife, I say, but what are you doing to foster those? Like, there, people aren't going to show up at your door and yeah. knock on the door and say, hey, can I be your friend? And I feel like 
even in society, I mean, guys too, the only way I make new friends is through business yeah. or sports. It's tough That's these it. days. It's, I mean, I, you know, when I'm coaching and I'm talking with just people in general and they're talking about that, cause I hear all the time, especially from clients. They're like, yeah, I don't have very many friends. And yeah. I'm like in today's society, it's just interesting how, and as the older you get, it's harder yeah. to make new friends. And how do you do that? And usually it is, like you said, like through business and, you know, networking and things like that. Um, and with women, it's sometimes, you know, and again, women sometimes judge each other a little harder than men oh, do. And I think so. Yeah. And so it's just a tougher world in that sense. So I would say the actions speak louder in word than, than words do. And so in that case, it's like, you know, we talk about this. Hey, you know, you, if you're if you're constantly putting the effort into a friendship and it's not being reciprocated, yeah. then maybe you're not really friends. Right. Right. And it's like, hey, you, you act as if this is the case. Like we're 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 friends in this case, but I don't get to eat. You know, we're, we're, you're inviting me to dinner, but I don't get to eat. It's the same concept. It's like, hey, we're, we're friends, but we're not really friends. Yeah. And if it's it, it's trending, right? Like yeah. one time one I get time, it, two times, two times I get it. But yeah, you see the, you see the trend going. You're like. This is I I because I'm thinking of friends right now. Yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. A lot of it's one-sided. A lot of and when it is one-sided, you know, which I I personally just, hey, I stop putting forth the effort. And then you'll know real fast. Like if you stop putting forth the effort, yeah, then maybe they don't put forth the effort. And it's like, okay, it kind of falls by the wayside. We we talk to our daughters about this all the time yeah. because especially, you know, teenagers, it's hard. They they go through friends faster than, you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> I change my outfits, I feel like. So yeah. it's, it's all that's the time. a different world. Different world. But but as adults, you know, how do you make new friendships? Find the right people, the tribe that you want to spend the time yeah. and energy with. I mean, for me, fortunately, it's been entrepreneurs. Sure. I, I've been able to meet a bunch of great people that I care about, that care about me, that I know I can count on, yeah. that I'm willing to do anything I can do to help them. And that's really the, the key for me. And that's it. It's it's tough to find like-minded individuals that 100%. you can really connect with and you can grow with, right? Because, you know, there's a lot of times you have friends, but they're older friends, but you've outgrown them in certain yeah. ways. And it's doing you a disservice to stay close friends with them. You can still be friends with them, but yeah. if you've grown and they're taking you down, you got to separate yourself a little bit. So it's, a, it's trying to go out and find yeah, this. Yeah, I think most of us evolve, right? And we, yeah. we evolve in Hopefully. different directions, yeah. right? We go in different directions. And that sometimes that is more business-oriented. Maybe it's more family-oriented, yep. whatever it might be. I think it's finding those like-minded. I think that's the key. Finding some people to share life. Like, I forgot who said this is a good phrase, but I don't want to butcher it. I'm probably, but find people that you, you love and then do life with them. Mm -hmm. I think it might have been a Sean Prurie quote, I think, from My First Million. But I really like that one a lot, too. It's like, you know, do life with people. You spend life short. Yeah. Spend time with people that you want to spend time yeah. with. Yeah. And don't waste time on other people. Exactly. Right? That's how I think about it. Enjoy so. It. So, okay, we're, we're on the topic of, you know, sayings and yeah. phrases and things like that. Uh any others, like clever ones or any that come to mind? Yeah, one of my like a lot is normalize the extraordinary. Okay. So I'll give a couple examples yeah. of that, right? So uh, the first example that pops in my head is we bought our current house uh, six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was it is significantly larger than our previous house. And it felt immense to us, <laughs> right? It felt like, oh, my God, this house is huge. Within a few months, it just became the norm. Oh, yeah. Right. right. It's just like, oh, my God, this this is this like now I go, oh, this, is, this is normal. Everybody's got the same size house. Right. But, but that's life. That's the way the brain works. Right? right. It's like you get used to what you get used to. And I'm yep. sure like as you're walking through your enormous house, you don't see most of the stuff that's there because your brain blocks it out because yep. it's comfortable. And that's just how it goes. Yep. I bought a car a few years ago that I love. I was 
with some friends for our mastermind. We did a, a supercar event mm. uh, in God, maybe four or five years ago in Spain. We rented a bunch of supercars, nice. Ferraris and McLarens and yeah. Lamborghinis and stuff. And I made the decision that day I was going to buy a McLaren. So a couple of years ago, I bought a McLaren and it quickly just became a car. Like it just became like <laughs> a car that I have that I drive and I love. That's so interesting. And it just became like, it's just, that's just my car. It doesn't, it's not like, it's not a, so what's interesting about what you're Big saying, deal. though, yeah, no, and I get what you're saying. It's the way I look at that in one other way, though, is like, now are you taking that for granted now? Because no. So you get what still I'm saying, though, right? Still put a smile on my face every day. Okay, okay. No, I love driving. You still, like, I'm as you walk away, it. you look back, oh, oh nice yeah, There's a certain thing when you open up the door and it goes up and it still feels really cool. And <laughs> right. I, I love it. It's, it's not that I don't appreciate it. Right. It just becomes normalized for you. I get it. But that's... There's a fine line though there too, right? Where then yep. you just start taking it for granted, and you're like, oh, whatever. No, and, and that's I, I don't think you too. should do that. No. I, but I, but I think taking the extraordinary, which at, everyone's got different levels, like I, private jet. That's mm -hmm. what I want. I want a jet. That is on my list, my bucket list. I want my own jet. Nice. Like I've I've flown on my buddy's jet. Yeah. I want a jet. That sounds great. That yeah. sounds like an extraordinary on, life. Do you buy your own jet or do you rent it like that? Because I always thought like. Buying one, like, that's pretty excessive, but, like, renting them and having them. Uh, maybe you start with renting and then okay. you buy. Okay. Like, maybe buy. <laughs> rent to buy. Yeah, rent to buy. Maybe buy fractional. There's a lot of ways. I mean, I've looked at net jets. I've looked at cards. Yeah. I've looked at fractional ownership. You could charter your own jet if you do buy it. There's a lot of ways to do that, but that's on my list of things. That's I would consider that extraordinary. Okay. Right? Oh, yeah, I'd hope. But my buddy that has one, uh, we were flying back on it uh, earlier this year. And he's like, ah, oh, this last couple hours is the worst time back. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and he said it not in like a, you know, bragging way, but I was like, man, yeah, dude, I mean, I mean, we're on this sick, ridiculous plane flying yeah. faster than commercial. Right, right. It's an amazing experience. But for him, it became normal. So here's uh, the common man. I'm going to go, right? Yeah. So I say I go to Colorado to go see my part of my family over there and you know, they always ask, oh, how was the flight? Yeah. And when people ask you this and then people start complaining and bitching about their flight, mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, you just flew a couple yeah. states in like two hours. Yep. Like you're delayed 30 minutes. Like, come on. And I get it, but we get used to that stuff, right? Yeah. And, and I, I don't think you should. It's, it's easy to mix up like uh, getting bored and not being grateful for what it is. And I don't. I want to insinuate that I'm not grateful for her. And my no, friends and I'm not are. saying that. But, but yeah. it, it, you still, I still want to keep that gratefulness yeah. for it. What an experience. Yeah. I mean, the easiest way to experience this is JSX. Have you flown JSX? No. Oh, God. Okay. Fly JSX anytime. It's a free promo for JSX.com. <laughs> Jet Suite X. Okay. They don't, they only, mainly in the Southwest. They've oh. got a few other locations now. From Phoenix, you can fly direct to uh, Burbank. Mm -hmm. So, Northern LA. And then Las Vegas, mm -hmm. and I think they now have Carlsbad. Okay. So I flew it last week to Las Vegas. It is the best way to experience a private-like experience with some other people. So it's, gotcha. it's, it's, it's an in-between. You show up 20 minutes for your flight, you get on, the, you walk out the tarmac, you walk on your plane, you go up, you go down. Two minutes later, they hand you your bag, you're out the door. Really? It's unbelievable, and it's about maybe double the cost. Really? Yeah, I, I've been doing it since... 2019 when i can really i went to vegas last week i mean i'm i cannot tell you man 20 minutes beforehand oh. you get on by the time they get free drinks yeah. they have free drinks free snacks there's a bathroom back it holds maybe 
30 people maybe? Yeah, I was going to ask you how 30 many. 30 people yeah. maybe? Oh, that's pretty big. Yeah, I mean, it's got like, usually a one and one on You guys side. all standing up like holding poles yeah, and yeah, crammed in. Like, yeah. like sardines. <laughs> no, no, it's a, a one and one or a one and two. Yeah. Uh, Embraer. Oh, okay. And so there's two pilots and one flight attendant. And it, it, it it's a taste of it. It's definitely not the same. Sure, the sure. The plane's leaving without you. Okay, <laughs> private, the plane's not leaving without you. The plane is leaving without you, right? Gotcha. And so uh, you need to be on time and you right, need to show up. Right, But it's marginally more expensive than the terrible experience you have commercially yeah. for a much, much better experience. Interesting. You, you do that and you're like, oh, man, this is the way to go. JSX. JSX. JSX.com right. all day long. All right. So when I think about Is that their tagline or you just made that up for them? No, I think it is JetSpeakX and I think they just did <laughs> JSX.com. They, they had some trouble during COVID, but I, I flew it a lot beforehand and, and hopefully they open up more. I, I've been pushing for them to open up to Seattle because I would fly it every single oh, time. gotcha. Way better. Uh, it's just a better experience. They're just locally than like L.A. Oh Vegas, no, they've got here. like twenty different airports. They just don't have all direct connecting oh, everywhere. Oh, gotcha. All so right, maybe you can go from like, they're regionally. Yeah, yeah. Okay. L.A. to I think Denver or something is got open it. now. So oh, there's okay. a few different all segments, right. but right. not every segment is connected. Yeah, because they don't have as it. You know, it's just a small airline, right? All and right. they fly out of a separate part of the terminal. Yeah. So there's no security. You're just, I mean, in and out. It's amazing. Right. So, um, but normalizing that, that, I would consider that extraordinary. Like, that's an extraordinary experience sure, oh, 100%. for most people. Yeah. And so you, you look at that and you go, okay, that becomes the norm quickly. Okay. And so when I think about it, it's like, how do I stack the extraordinary experiences that then become normal and we continue down that path? Does that make sense? So, yeah. So I guess what you're trying to point out here with this is to elevate your life, mm -hmm. but doing it... and. And just step by step, right? Yeah. And, but you're normalizing it because that's who you become. You become yep. a little bit better each time. Yeah. And okay. then you expect more. You expect your expectations change a yeah. little bit. I mean, you know, I think the I've had a landscaper for I don't know how long, right? Well, you hate mowing the lawn. I hate I know mowing this. the lawn, and I mowed the lawn as a kid. But but <laughs> but but when I first got a landscaper, I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Because I didn't have to mow the lawn anymore, right? So it's those little things. Uh, first time you hire a housekeeper. Yeah. Right. First time you do these little, sure, and and I, I don't mean to trivialize them. I say they're 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 little, but like as you start stacking them, right, and you go, wow, holy crap! I don't have to do this or this yeah. or this. You know, we, um, my wife hires a handyman occasionally, and uh, he came. We had, I bought some new gym equipment the other day, uh, had it all set up for him. He came over on Monday, put it into the studs in the wall. All done. I come home, it's done. Oh, love it. Yeah, because I hate that stuff. No, I was gonna say yeah, and and, and in a way you're you know. You're paying for time too, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, something that's going to take you maybe eight hours will take yeah. them an hour. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, oh, I get it. So that's how I think about it, right? Okay. So, like, so I think people can take action. Yeah, I was going to say how how I mean, because you already started with some of the smaller things like yep. housekeeping and things yep. like that. So, yeah, how would you? So the the framework that I use is number one is how much is your time worth to you, mm -hmm. right? So the easy calculation that most people do is they take your annual income divided by two hundred. So if you're making a hundred, it's divided by two thousand. Sorry, if you're making a oh, hundred thousand yeah. dollars a year and you work two thousand hours a year, it's fifty bucks an hour is what your time is worth. That's okay. the easy way to think about it, right? And then you say, okay, can I? Second thing I think about before I think about can I hire somebody is I say, do I enjoy this? Is there some other ancillary value I get out of accomplishing this task? Say you like mowing the lawn, right? right, right. Maybe it doesn't make sense. Maybe you, that's your peacefulness and you're listening to a podcast on Sunday mornings and you're learning and you're just out mowing the lawn and you love it. Yeah. That might not be the thing you should actually go ahead and outsource. Sure. Right? Because you're getting some ancillary benefits from it. And then the third thing is, is there a who that I can hire easily 
to do this task for less than my hourly rate. And then that allows me to recharge my battery to do something else. Yeah. That's the framework I use. And there's who's for everything nowadays. There's who's for everything. There's <laughs> task rabbit. There's oh, man. meal prep. You name it. There's yeah. somebody that's willing to do it. And honestly, they probably like that activity more than you do. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And so putting them in that right spot, it's not like you're like, who would ever want to do this? Just because you dislike it doesn't mean it's something that they don't like. You know, I don't want to organize my closet. There's somebody that, you know, can't get enough of that. They OCD about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I got to put everything in and the right place. And they're good at it. And then when they're done, you're like, that's amazing. Yeah. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have come close to that. Yeah. And they're like, I got paid for this. Yeah. It was amazing. Actually, no, because you like no, it. No, you Thank like you. it so much. Appreciate I mean, it. You pay me to come here yeah, and do right. my, 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 uh, my uh, closet Wouldn't for that me. be wonderful? So I think that's another uh, phrase that we I like to talk about a lot here okay. and uh, how to put it in action. So you have more. You have any more that maybe uh, yeah, just could, life in general? We could do this all day long, buddy. Be oh, okay. Here for all right. A hundred of these things. So then, we're, we're going to cut get, off at some point. Go to point. your next one. Like, What's we're, one in your head right now, generally in life, that yeah. you think uh, would benefit all of us? Uh, I just said this to my daughter the other day. Hard choices, easy life. Easy choices, hard life. Say it one more time. Hard choices, mm -hmm. easy life. Mm -hmm. Easy choices, hard life. Okay. Expound. I definitely didn't come up with this. Again, no. who the heck knows where I got this from, but I love this one. Expound. Uh, so uh, my oldest daughter is running cross country for the high school team now. And so we, I've been pushing her a little bit. Her team qualified for state, so nice. they've got state uh, championships this upcoming weekend. Nice. And she doesn't even really like running, just to be clear. She doesn't even really want to run. I said, you got to do something this fall. And she's like, Dad, I want to play soccer in the winter. I said, well, great. What are you going to do in the fall? And she's like, I guess I'll run and do cross country. So I've been pushing her a little bit. And I'm like, come on. Well, if you're going to run, let's, let's be the best you can. Yeah. And I fully believe I, I, I've been at her meets. I'm the crazy guy on the sideline. Oh, no. No, listen, I'm, I'm very encouraging. <laughs> I'm very encouraging. I encourage all the runners, even the last place runner. And yeah. all, I'm very encouraging. But I'm also yelling at her to go faster. She's like, what's my plan? I said, you should run, go out fast. And then when you get really tired, run faster. She's like, wow. that's, that's not a plan. Wow. And she's no. going to suck it up. And I, I say a lot of times embrace the suck. Yeah. I said embrace it. Because the, the kids these days are like, it's uh, what do they say? They uh, my they're like it sucks to suck, as a, <laughs> a teenage thing. And I'm like, listen, just embrace the suck. Is it, the kids in front of you. I saw some kids crying. They're running in front of you and they're crying. They're they're not enjoying this. So let's not enjoy it. That's but let's try to do better at it. So I've been pushing her a little bit. And, I, and so we ran. Um, gosh, was this weekend? I ran. I think I ran with her on Sunday. I ran with her on Sunday. She didn't want to go run. And I was like, listen, we're going running. In the morning. Do you run I, with her? Yeah, yeah. We okay. ran on the trail. And I'm not a runner. I, I was going to say, yeah. I don't like running either, yeah. but I can't tell her that I don't like running because no. I'm making her run. I so hear, yeah. we went out and uh, ran on Sunday in the trail. I live right by the South Mountain. And so we got on the trail and ran, I think, four and a half, five miles. Okay. And, you know, I'm pushing her. She got a little uh, Garmin watch and heart rate monitor. And I'm yelling, you know, what's the time? What's your heart rate? And, we're, and we're, I got music playing <laughs> as I'm running with her. I'm leading the way. But, but I'm like, listen. How do you feel? At, so the hard choice was to go out and run. Yeah. Okay. The easy choice would have been said, no, thanks, Dad. I'm, I'm going to sit around and play VR the rest of the day right. or hang out with my friends or do whatever. And I, I, I get that. But now let's make the hard choice. And then how do you feel afterwards? Yeah. Oh, Dad, I feel pretty great afterwards, yeah. right? And so I feel great. Now, does that translate into better performance? Does that translate into better health? It, what is the consequence of making that hard choice? So I'm trying to help her stack the difficult choices, mm -hmm. even though I'm kind of forcing her to, I'm making the choice for her in a lot of these cases. Right. But I'm helping her to learn, like, hey, if you do this, plus you do this, yeah. and you stack this on top, let's see what the outcome is. 
I'm a firm believer. Oh, by the way, we did this two Saturdays or two weekends in a row. We ran the same exact spot mm-hmm. out and back. First time, 30 minutes and 30 seconds out, and then like 29 minutes back. Mm-hmm. So about an hour. Mm-hmm. Second time we did it, one week later, 26 minutes out, wow. 27 minutes back. Wow. We improved. And that's what I kept telling her. I was like, we improved four and a half minutes. That's huge. In one week. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> one week we improved. Like, I'm like, 30 seconds would have been a significant improvement. That just tells me you're not tapping into what you can do. Do that like a couple months in and it won't take you a minute and a half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're done. We're like, like world flash. records. World <laughs> records. I did warn her the improvements will be less and less yeah, each week. Okay. We won't be able to do the four and a half But the minutes. lessons are there. But the lessons are there. Make yeah. the hard choices. Put the work in. Embrace the suck. And enjoy that. Like I, David Goggins, I'm a fan of David Goggins. I love when he talks. I mean, he just stay hard is his big thing and pushing yourself. It's all about the mindset. Mm-hmm. And I, I go back to the cold plunge. You know, we you know I've talked about cold plunge yeah. before. Man, I still don't like it. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> I don't enjoy it at all. Like getting in, I, I every time I get in, I go, man. What am I doing? What am I doing? And then every time I get out, I go, man, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah. That's a great example also of a hard choice. Easy, better life. The easy choice is to go, eh, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to skip it today, right? And I think that's just life in general, though. Yeah. We, we live in a, a, a state of procrastination. Yes. And it's just just what we do, right? Yep. We're ingrained by society and growing up. Just It's just the way it goes. It's human nature almost to a point. And to your point, what I tell people, like especially when tell, we're, I'm talking to somebody about working out. Yeah. It's not the workout. It's not the hard part. It's getting to the gym, getting, yep. I say, just get to the door. And then, but how do you do that? You have to get out of your front door first. Yep. And how do you do that? You got to get off your couch first. Like you take it all the way back to that as soon. And what I'd use, I actually use a, a breath technique. Uh, mm. I think Tony Robbins, you know, cause the mind does these loops and you're like sitting there thinking, okay, I need to do this. I need to do this. But the mind keeps going and you can't shake it. Mm. Nothing happens. But if you do something physical and for me, it's a breath. So I take it. <sighs> just a big breath and mm. right there it stops that 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 circle the circle uh, of basically procrastination and i'm mm. up and i'm gone it doesn't matter what i'm trying to do whether it's to get up and go do the dishes or laundry or get to the gym so it's always something you know because what you're talking about is you know actually doing it right yeah i should try that with the kids because i yell at them uh, i don't know if that's as, as successful uh I'm, I'm, well they get used to that and they're I, like oh whatever this I is will just say dad this. again I, I did borrow a goggins he he has he uh been known to yell at himself a little bit goggins does yeah. and he's like you don't know me son and so we were yelling Dylan and i were yelling we were, run, we were running the other day up a hill and i was like you don't know me son oh, she's and like I, so what yeah and she's like and she's heard me say it a couple times and then a little, I, I, a very proud moment a little while there. She's like, you don't know me, Dad? Oh, And I was like, all right. I go, nice. I go, one of these days, you're going to go right by me, and I'm going to be the one struggling to keep up with you. Yep. And I, I'll never let it happen. But if it oh, does oh, happen, happen, I'll never be more proud okay. of you when you're able to do that. <laughs> so I hope that I hope that day comes where yeah. she's, she's surpassing me. And I'm like, listen, I wasn't calling you my son. I was yelling at myself. <laughs> like, I, I, I tend to, you know, be a little more aggressive in that, but I like the breathing. And I also like, you know, thinking about, Things that you don't necessarily want to do are easy to procrastinate. Yeah. It's simple stuff like putting your clothes out the night before. Mm. Right? If you're going to work out in the morning, putting, your, putting, my, putting my clothes out the night before, Huge. putting my shoes out. Huge. Getting them ready. How do I reduce friction? Yep. In whatever I want to do, how do I reduce friction? Yep. You know, we, we talked earlier about this podcast. Like, if I didn't have a team to help me with this and someone to edit this, there's no way. I would have been like everybody else. 
I would have never made it past three episodes. Yeah. There's no way I would have too much friction. Right. Getting this set up, getting you here, getting other guests on, getting the video, the lighting all set. There's no way I would have been yeah. like, oh, this is just too much work. Right. And so how do I reduce friction is a good question I ask myself to build it so I can do it more and more. This example, we talked, I think, earlier about this uh, working out. I added a, do you know what a belt squat is? Belt squat? Yeah. Talk, I don't know. A new, it's, a, it's a piece of equipment for working out. Yeah. Love it. We we were in Hawaii this summer, and the gym that we went to had one. And I'd never used one before on a consistent basis. And so instead of squatting where you've got the barbell on your shoulders, mm-hmm. it, it's a belt that goes around your waist. And then the waist, the weight is directly down below you. Oh, interesting. So instead of compressing your spine. I was just going to say, yeah. It's all in your hips. I like that. And so you're able to drive up and use oh, your wow. glutes and use your quads. It's a little more quad heavy. Are you on like... Uh, you're on a platform. Yeah, I was okay. Yeah. And there's so, a middle part that... There's a middle part that kind of like goes below you. Yeah, it's like an okay. empty circle gotcha. usually or a lever. Gotcha. Well, I, I, ever since this summer, I want to find one for my house. Uh, Titan Fitness came out with one recently. So I... And the, of course, there are two of them. One attaches to a rack. The other one is a self-standing unit. The self-standing unit sold out immediately, and they didn't know when they were going to back in. I'm like, oh. well, I don't have that kind of patience. Yeah. So I bought this. I bought the one that attaches the rack. Well, this thing weighs like 170 pounds, and so you, it's got two wheels, but you can roll it onto the rack, attach it to the rack. And I'm like, I, I started. I did it the other day when I first got it. And I'm like, this got friction. All yeah. right, it's too much friction. So you're going to put it on. I'll do it. Maybe not as easily, but my wife's probably not going to do it. My kids aren't going to do it. Right. So how do I fix this? A buddy came over, Steve came over to the house uh, at dinner, and I'm like, hey, let me show you this new piece of equipment. He goes, oh, dude, he goes, why don't you just attach that to the wall? Attach it to the studs, and you have to move it again. I was like, done. Genius. <laughs> just like that. Hand the handyman come over yesterday, yeah. put it on. So <laughs> I got I got three-by-threes attached to the wall. It's attached to that. I sent him a picture. I'm like, idea has been executed upon love it done to go use the belt squat last night now i don't have to worry about moving it's like little things like that yeah because that's what gets in our way we're all busy we get run out of energy yep how do you reduce friction that's what speeds things up yeah and how it allows you to you know move to the next level and take on action and the whole you know and i do this with clients all the time when we're talking about working out and you've already said it put your clothes out put your yeah. running shoes out like so if you come home from work where your willpower is already gone and used it all day, yep. at least you have that like trigger right yep. then and there that's going to be like, look, I got to do this, right? Yeah, I mean, I think we all know what to do. It's, of course. It's, it's a ma- I mean, listen, if it was about more information, we'd all be billionaires with six packs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's not about more information. Yeah. There's plenty of information out there. It's taking action. It's all about the execution. Yeah. And that's the part where I think if we can do what was uh, – Willpower Doesn't Work by Ben Hardy is a good book that I read about this. And he talks simple little things, you know, don't put the stuff in your pantry that you don't want to eat. You know, when we travel, it's not our, it's not available. Even if we get a, rent a house, there's no food there. Right. Unless we buy the food and put it in there. Right. There's no food. So right. as long as you don't buy the bad food at the grocery store, <laughs> there's no ba- bad food to go eat late at night. Yeah. Right. And That's so a whole nother subject. How do you structure, <laughs> how do you structure and design your environment to make it easy yep. to hit the goals that you want to hit? Hundred percent, and I think that's where this, you know, hard choices, easy life comes in. Yeah, I like that, and yeah, I mean, I guess for anybody, like the first thing I do with anything is I write something down. Like yeah. that for me, that limits the friction because now I've written it down, and it becomes instead of just a thought, it's actually real. It's there. Yep, and it's gonna get you to the next step, whether it is putting out your clothes, your your gym clothes, or whatever it is that you need to do. And yeah, the environment's such an important piece too. The, the more you structure your environment for productivity, the easier it's going to be. Yeah. So it's just all little steps that you just need to take. And then the more you do it, 
your brain will rewire and that's who you become. Yeah, and it's then a it's feedback loop. 100%. Right? You make a hard choice, you get a result, and your body goes, oh, I really like that result. Right. And your mind goes, oh, I, I think I should do that again. Yeah. Right? I want to do that again. And this feels great. And, you know, it's a great opportunity for uh, my daughter Dylan and I to run together and spend time together. I enjoy that a lot. She enjoys that spending time together. So it's it, we're, we're, we're getting a lot out of it, right? Yeah. We're integrating the health part along with spending time with her and talking. Although when we're running hills, there's not as much talking. Uh, but, you know, she's getting stronger every week. I'm getting back into, into running shape, which, I again, I don't like to run. Right. It's like the cold plunge. I don't like it, but I get cardiovascular benefits yeah. from it. And uh, it helps soccer. It makes soccer 10 times easier. Yeah. And, and like you said, um, at, yeah, like you said, at the end, yeah. that's where the rewards come in. You're yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it, because if the reward came at the beginning, like eating ice cream, <laughs> that's considered an easy choice, oh, right? Opposite, yeah. And then that's a hard life if you take the – it's, it's just reverse. How can you delay the gratification? Yeah. And can you delay the gratification, so the instant gratification? If you can do that, I mean, there's been Harvard study on it about the, the people they followed, the, the whole class that they followed for like 60 years. And they follow, found that people that could, the people that could delay gratification mm -hmm. better yeah. ended up more successful. Right. The people that want instant gratification immediately, it's tough. It's tough to follow that path. It's and like, the mar like the marshmallow test yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. For the little kids. Yep. Yep. You want a marshmallow now, or do you want two in five minutes? That's what right. Yeah, like? right? Yep, exactly. It was hilarious how, what, what they did, you know? Yeah. Trying to distract themselves so they wouldn't look at it. Yeah, <laughs> all sorts of little tricks. Love it. I love it, man. Well, hey, this has been fun. I know uh, Elizabeth's been asking us to do this great phrases yep. one for a while, and she's been pushing me to do it. So I'm excited to talk about this. We'll have to do more of these because I got a bunch of them. I'm down. I love it. So this, this has been great. This is fun. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share with friends. Visit I'mTheOne.com and ask me anything. And as always, stay curious and never stop becoming the one.